Oh, Bretto. What's up, MP? Damo just called. Yeah? He thinks there's going to be 100,000 people at the Wellness Summit. Oh, again? He thinks we're bigger than Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles all put together. Damien Christoph has gone completely mad. Did you know he's made eight tonnes of forage? What? <laughs> and now he wants you and I to help him get rid of it. Oh, Damo. So, look, being the good friends that we are, we've asked him. You've been forced. Well, we've kind of twisted his arm to make him literally give his forage away to 100 lucky Wellness Summit attendees. So if you're ready to enrol for our signature two days of inspiration, education and empowerment and entertainment. What do you mean, MP? Australian Idol winner Wes Carr makes his Wellness Summit debut this year, Bretto. Wes Carr, you'll be guilty. So if you're ready to be entertained, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com and get four value bags of forage muesli or one bag each of paleo, muesli, bircher and porridge when you register. Now, all you need to do is register for this two-for-one special, bring a buddy, bring a friend, bring a family member or a colleague and then choose your forage selection, four muesli or four assorted and get four bags per attendee. That's eight bags per double pass. That's almost 250 bucks of forage for free when you register for the Wellness Summit on August 25-26 at the Collingwood Town Hall in Melbourne. That's 150 serves of breakfast. Almost six months of breakfast just for registering for the Wellness Summit. Well, it's first in best dressed. These 100 tickets are only available until June 18 or until sold out. All the details of this special offer, all the topics, featured speakers and more are over at thewellnesssummit.com. Thanks for making eight tons of forage, Damo. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings Primal Alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making Primal Living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Hello, hello, welcome to the show. So wonderful to have you here as always. Thank you for being such an incredible Primal Alternative podcast listener. Super, super happy to have you here. Another amazing show for you today. Today it's all about stress. And normally stress is uh, perceived and talked about as like a bad thing, you know, like, Oh, we all want to need to, we're all stressed and we all need to get on top of our stress and like being stressed about being stressed really, right? I mean, do you feel like that? I know I do. I'm always stressed, but I'm too stressed. <laughs> well, in the show today, Dr. M, Maria Zushman, what a name. I know, it took me ages to be able to say it properly. So you could just call her Dr. M. She is the queen of stress. And Mike the Chippy said to me, oh, does that mean that she's really stressed all the time? And uh, it turns out she was really stressed all the time and has developed some coping skills, basically, and 
trained herself to be better adapted to handle stress. So how cool is that? And she's going to share her story, which I'm sure you all relate to. And she's going to share some really cool tips for how you can be the queen of your stress too. And why not, darling? Because, you know, if not now, then when? We only have this one life. So I really believe that everything that we work towards with our health is developing more adaptability. It's developing more resilience. So that I heard a beautiful analogy the other day in a meditation is that life is like a river and a lot it's always flowing. You, know, you can't make it stop. You can't make life change direction. It's always going, right? And along that river, there's rocks and logs and sometimes supermarket trolleys, depending on how shit your life is. But the river doesn't, you know, stop and put its hand on its hips and get all cross with it. The river just effortlessly glides over the rocks and the logs, right? And really that, that beautiful, beautiful analogy is uh, symbolic of how your life can be. All right, so life is life. Life will throw you lemons. Shit's going to happen. Just because you eat organic vegetables doesn't mean that someone you love isn't going to die. You're not going to lose your job. You're not going to have an unexpected financial situation or the kids are going to have a tantrum. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, truth bomb. But, you know, so, but really all of this work that you're doing around, you know, looking after yourself with real food, getting out in nature, getting adequate sunshine, moving your body at the right level for you and all those other amazing things that we're all doing, we're committed to, we're committed to this like for the rest of our lives. The purpose of it all is to create this extraordinary life that builds such great resilience so that when shit happens, you can just glide over it. There's more... Um, more coping ability, less reacting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ooh, I kind of went a bit deep and meaningful there, didn't I? I met Dr. M at the Kayama Wellness Base Camp in beginning of June 2018. And holy moly, just love this woman. She is so cool. She's so real. She's so smart. She's so down to earth. She's so funny. She drinks wine. She drinks coffee. She's normal. And yet she's like super healthy, super successful, beautiful relationship, all going great in her life. And I like being around people like this because that's how I want my life to be. And that's how my life is. And it's so good to be, um, you know, the contagion effect, right? You know that you are the sum of the five people you hang around with the most. Well, unfortunately, because Maria is on the other side of Australia, I won't get to hang out with her quite as much as I'd love to because she is F-U-N. But we are both podcasters on this fabulous station, The Wellness Couch. We're both couchies, so we will get to hang out at other wellness um, events. Speaking of which, Kayama was absolutely incredible. It absolutely blew all of my expectations around what it could be like to go to a wellness um, base camp. Have you been to one? I'd love to know because they've done one in Brisbane, one in Adelaide and one in Kayama, which is two hours south of Sydney. Um, there's talk of one being in WA next year. Come on, MP and Brett Hill, make it happen because that would be easier for me to get to. 
but there's the Wellness Summit, which is going to be in Melbourne at the end of August. I'll be there on the stage. Woohoo! My first little proper guest speaking gig. Be totally pooing my pants, but I'm so ready for it. It's so where I want to be. Totally excited. And Primal Alternative will be exhibiting there. Um, Marcus Pierce, he's the director of the Wellness Summit, has said to me, start baking now because we're going to be sold out. At the Kayama Wellness um, Base Camp, we were sold out by 10 o'clock. Everything was gone. <laughs> so um, that was really a nice surprise to the primalistas in New South Wales who are just launching. And, you know, like I didn't have any concerns as to whether people would like the products or whether it would sell because I've seen it sell, you know, for three years. But this is the first time the primalistas had taken their goods to market so it was really cool that they got some awesome feedback and we just can't wait for the Wellness Summit. So check it out. Come and join us. I'd love to meet you in real life. I was so excited to see so many faces um, come to me at the Kayama Wellness Base Camp and tell me that they were in Potential Primalistas Facebook group or they listened to this podcast or they, you know, they've heard about Primal Alternative, which when you think about it, it's freaking incredible because I am miles and miles and miles away from Sydney on the south coast of WA in Albany. We live near a small town called Denmark, which is incredible. And yet Primal Alternative is blasting its message to the world thanks to the wonders of things like podcasts, Facebook and other social media. So thank you for helping us spread this, helping me spread this message from my kitchen table in Albany. It's super, super cool. Now, if you haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock in that river I was telling you about before, we have an online shop. Holy moly, so exciting. My mission is to make grain-free easy, and now grain-free just got even easier because you can just go clickety-click on your phone, and et voila, a beautiful parcel of locally prepared primal alternative foods will rock up at your house. How cool is that? So go to primalalternative.com forward slash shop. It's easy, isn't it? Primalalternative.com forward slash shop. And choose what you want and, and get some stuff ordered to your house. It's really, really cool for people who are super busy and they can't make it to the farmer's market or to the health food shop. I know I don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> Um, so, you know, you can get that delivered to your house. And it's also really cool for our sisters who are in remote areas who can't get access to ingredients like this or products like this. Super, super excited to be able to reach more people with our national network of local producers and our online shop. So go and check it out. Please tell your friends about Primal Alternative and share this podcast episode or share the link to the shop, do something to contribute to making grain-free easier for everyone. I would really, really super appreciate that. And if you love this show, please give me a five-star rating on iTunes so we can reach more people. And now, on to the show. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. M. Thanks, Helen. Thanks for having me. So cool to get a chance to have another chat to you. So for those that don't know, um, Dr. M and I met at the Kayama Wellness Base Camp um, a few weeks ago now. 
And wow, just so cool, wasn't it? Just to connect with, you know, the some other podcasters, our like-minded tribe, and just really getting all people together. And yeah, just I just felt that that room was just full of inspiration that day, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. I think there's something really special about uh, being in a room full of like-minded souls is how I like to put it and, and particularly getting to connect, to connect with people who weren't just local to Kiama. People had travelled from Melbourne, from Canberra, beautiful self all the way from WA. So there was people from all over Australia there. It was just, it was, it's always an absolute pleasure and a joy to be in a room full of people that are wanting to make positive change in their life from whatever point they're starting at, wanting to, to improve things. Absolutely. Yeah, it was amazing. So cool. So cool. And I loved your um, speech. So you were one of the headline acts on the stage. <laughs> Thank like you, Helen. So famous. <laughs> and, um, Something like that. <laughs> In my own suburb, maybe. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> uh, definitely a national star, Dr. M. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I loved your talk and I found it, there was a lot that I could relate to as a woman and um, I liked the um, actionable tips that you had around recognising stress and mm. um, some ways of what to do when we get it, which is why I want you on the show today. But before we get into all of that juicy stuff, tell us what you had for breakfast. <laughs> well, this morning was actually pretty simple because uh, I've been fighting off a little bit of a lurgy the last couple of days. So I just I just had a prana on uh, protein shake this morning actually for brekkie and a cup of coffee because uh, my tummy's been a bit funny the last few days. So I'm just trying to keep things fairly simple. Sounds good. And, and it's good to know for our listeners that even doctors get tummy, funny tummies now and again and that's okay, right? Absolutely, absolutely. As I often talk to my chiropractic clients about is that, uh, you know, I usually get maybe one little lurgy a year and it doesn't really stop me. I had a quiet day on Monday, but I was in practice yesterday and, and you know, I'm, my version of sick isn't usually other people's version of sick. It's just me not being at 100%. So mm. take it easy when we're at, at that sort of 60 to 70% and then uh, and get back to 100% really quickly. And often, I don't know what you find, uh, Maria, but I find if you do get, like when I came back from Kayama, I had like a little bit of a cold. It was like nothing serious. Just, mm. you know, just as literally just in my nose. I still had all my high energy and everything, but I was like, ah, oh, okay, that's because I've, you know, stepped out of my comfort zone. I've done new things. I've traveled on a plane, you know, um, and perhaps like pushed my, you know, body's capabilities, you know, a little bit much over the last six days and not had as much downtime as I normally would. And it's very easy, I reckon, to like look back, don't you think, and think, oh, maybe I just sort of overdid it a little bit there. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's usually key indicators. For me, it's actually, um, and I hope you don't mind transparency on your show, Helen. I always have it on, on it. be the queen of your stress. <laughs> um, I always find it, my immune system dips just before my period. So it was a really good indication for me is, oh, <laughs> It's that time of the month and it was spot on, usually about four days before. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna have a little dip, it is before that. Um, and it was it was true to usual timing and it's yeah, exactly it's been a really busy um, last four to six weeks for me. Uh, and if, if I'm gonna go down with something, it's usually that combination of events happening at the same time. Uh, and it is it's just a matter of of looking out for yourself and, and resting at the early signs rather than waiting till your body breaks down completely. Uh, mm. And so I often find that public holiday, was it a public holiday in WA? No, we had Monday just gone. We do as the week before because we just like to be oh, right. ahead of everyone else. 
Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with like that. Behind in time, but ahead in public holidays. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I usually find uh, <laughs> I I usually find that uh, the public holidays are a place beautifully throughout the year of that quarterly break. Of uh, it's a good indication that it's a good idea to have that little little bit of a mini break every quarter, um, just to rest and recharge. And my body was obviously telling me that I was well and truly due for it. But uh, mm. yes, yeah, so so that was breaky this morning. It was nice. Nice and simple. I like that link to um, about to get your menses and the dip in. Yes. And I like that old-fashioned word. <laughs> I haven't heard it called Men- that men's. for a little while. And it's such a I don't know, <laughs> Victorian word, isn't it? I like it. Me, <laughs> me and my best friend call it nimenses because it's kind of funny, <laughs> little in-joke. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, really, it's a really interesting link. And I wonder if any of our listeners have put two and two together because actually when I got my cold, I was like literally four days before. Moments, yeah. It's, it's interesting, yeah. Well, just in terms of, and it's certainly not my area of specialty, but it's just that area of um, our hormone well, changes as we're coming into our period. Women yeah. are talking about stress, yeah, not, exactly. not men's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess at the end of the day is what, what I talk a lot about when it comes to stress, which I have a feeling I'm going to pick my brain about in a moment, is mm. is really it's about adapting to stress. And when our body's going through various processes, it's just not adapting as well. And that's usually um, where we go down with a cold or we, we are suffering from other things um, is just usually an indication that we're not adapting as well as we usually are. And there's, as you said earlier, is whether people are making the connection. I think so many people actually... Uh, see their body and the way that it's functioning as separate compartments because that from a, a medical model is what we've been taught to do versus looking at it's really all connected so intrinsically. Um, yeah, it's quite it's quite amazing how once you start making those connections is then how you can take better control over your health and your stress and your body's ability to be able to adapt to it. So, Maria, tell us how you came to be the queen of stress and when I mentioned just just to clarify for us right when I mentioned to Mike the chippy that's my gorgeous husband mentioned him today yes. I'm talking to Dr. M she's the queen of stress and he goes does that mean she's totally stressed out or does that mean she's the queen of mastering stress and I was like hmm, well I know what it is but I'll let you tell us that's awesome and and mike the chippy is spot on as to why i actually chose the name queen of stress um well i I suppose and how long have we got helen because we can start right back from when queen of stress was born which was probably when she was a princess of stress as a child Mm -hmm. um but uh i I, as you've heard part of this story at at the base camp so i'll i'll run over it quickly is that i grew up with in a, a family that my dad was a awesome guy he was a total workaholic and thrived and lived on stress I think if my dad wasn't stressed I don't actually know he knew quite what to do with himself so that was my example of a workaholic dad that that worked seven days a week uh, to make sure my big brother and I had the private school education that he and mum wanted us to have and that we were set up to become both become professionals Um, and for much of my early adulthood I suppose is that I mimicked my dad's workaholism beautifully uh, and um, it, it really my stress totally had control of me and not the other way around and over the years is that there's been three times in my adult life where my body really wasn't adapting to stress at all um, first time was when I was 22 when my when my dad passed away um, after complications from a quadruple bypass and in the six months after my dad passing is I actually put on about 30 kilos and I also started developing pain 
down my left arm on a regular basis, and most of the listeners would know is pain down your left arm is not a good sign. No. Uh, it's actually a sign that your ticker's not behaving itself very well. Mm. And, uh, and after sort of dealing with that and, and discomfort to the point where at that point I was still living at home with my mum and to the point where my bedroom was quite close to my mum's bedroom and there were nights where she would have to, we would talk to each other because my chest would be hurting that much um, and that we'd just sort of lie in our separate bedrooms but we'd be talking to each other, her trying to keep me calm because basically I'd been told by um, our, our family GP was that there was probably nothing wrong with me. It was probably in my head um, and it was probably just a muscle strain. But just in case, because of my father's health history, is that off I went on a medical merry-go-round to figure out what was going wrong. And cut a very long story short, it turned out that uh, because of the stress that we'd been under with dad being sick for six months and then him passing away is my body had, my cortisol was through the roof. I don't know if you've spoken about cortisol before on your show, but cortisol was through the roof. My body had basically gone into insulin resistance. Um, and it, as it turned out, after a six months of being on beta blockers by a cardiologist who had told me I had inappropriate tachycardia, the beta blockers chronically fatigued me. Uh, and at one point he, he basically said, well, look, I think probably what you've got is polycystic ovarian syndrome, so off you go to an endocrinologist. And I can remember walking out of the specialist office on that day and turning to my mum and saying, there's got to be a different way. Like, this is crazy. This medication is is making me sicker. Mm. Um, it was going to take six months to get the appointment with the endocrinologist and, and I just felt at the age of 23 by that point I couldn't wait. So I'd been seeing a chiropractor since I was 14, uh, mainly for more pain relief actually versus anything else. And uh, I sort of turned that on its head, started seeing a chiropractor for more neurological correction and brain-body connection turned my nutrition on its head, went and saw an amazing biochemist to help me restore my gut and just really help my body being able to adapt better to stress. And within the six months it took to see the endocrinologist is that my weight, I'd lost 25 kilos and my blood sugars were all back to normal. My ticker was behaving itself. And when we got there, he said, well, what have you done? And I said, well, chiropractic and, and nutrition. He sort of looked at me like I was a mad woman and yeah, said, well, there's right. nothing wrong with you now. So <gasps> catch you on the flip. So that was my first real, I guess, moment of stress. Happened again in my early 30s when I, I left uh, my partner at the time and life sort of got <laughs> spun on its head. And then happened a couple of years ago where for me, stress actually looks like a whole lot of weight getting put on quickly, my body breaking down, my cortisol levels through the roof um, and, and other signs and indications that my body's really stressed. And one of the things that I learned a couple of years ago was and really dove deeper into was what impact having sympathetic dominance in our system actually causes. So when we're looking at how our nervous system actually functions is we've got two parts to it. We have our sympathetic nervous system and we have our parasympathetic nervous system. And our sympathetic nervous system is designed to keep us safe and protected. Uh, and so in those times of stress throughout my adult life is my body absolutely went into sympathetic dominance. And when I was learning more about it, not only could I see myself in that picture of definition, you know, it's like the Simpsons episodes where they start putting up the picture of people next to the definition and I was like, oh, my God, that's me. <laughs> but I could also interchange so many of my clients' 
faces within that. And I thought, you know, there's, there's, I, I need to start sharing my story more and sharing, I guess, my own vulnerabilities and lessons. Because if I can, by me sharing that story, if it makes a difference in one other person's lives, then it's worth sharing the stories every time. Uh, and, and so that's really where the Queen of Stress was born because I absolutely have the capability of being a massive stress head. <laughs> I call myself a recovering stress head. Mm. Uh, but as, as I think that, that Queen of Stress absolutely has that double entendre of you can be the Queen of Stress and people go, oh, my God, you're such a stress head and I need to stay away from you. Or it is the, the other, which is that you're in control of your own stress. You actually can recognise it. Um, know the signs and signals, know how to manage it, and then know how to use it for good as well. Because the reality is we all have stress in our life. It's just a matter of whether we're using it or it's using us. I really like this because I think that we are, we're all um, in agreement that we are all stressed, right? We're all, we're all running around all over the place, spinning different plates, especially as women at, at our age, right? With all of our different, um, you know, responsibilities and um, things we've got to get done, right? So we all know that we're stressed and we all know like stress is bad and stress is a really big killer. And most of us listening to this show know that, you know, when you do have a lot of cortisol in your body, you do go into insulin resistance and you pack on the weight. Nobody wants that, right? And we all know that we're meant to be avoiding stress, but yet our life is is stressful. And I, I like what you're saying, Marie. It's really fresh in that it's just a case of how to better manage it and to be able to adapt better to it. Absolutely. Well, I think one thing that I'd probably disagree with you there, Helen, is that not all stress is bad. There's plenty of stresses that are actually good for us. It helps us grow and improve. It's just understanding which ones are becoming detrimental and not serving you. So, so for example, I know you are... So, how do you work that out? Well, I think in terms of how it's serving you... Um, I think that's a great question. I think number one is looking at is is the stress you're creating in your world something that you enjoy doing? So let's take example our our businesses. So I know with you you must be flat chat between a family and running, you know, primal alternative and having franchises all over Australia, which is phenomenal and you're doing <laughs> awesome things. Is that with it brings stress? That brings stress, right? But what it also does is I'm sure it serves a serves your bigger purpose and your why. Like there must have been a why you started it, you know, wanting to help more people and share Uh your knowledge. So that's a stress, but it's a really good one because you're helping other people with it. And there's probably times you wonder to yourself, is it all worth it? You know, what have I done? Have I created a monster? All those sorts of things. But when you bring it back to, well, why did I do it in the first place? It it helps you, um, what's the right word, have drive to keep going. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, it's yes, a, that really, that really it's so I, mm. Yeah, so that's one of the first keys I would say to figuring out whether it's a good or bad stress. It's a bit like going to the gym for me is that in the past I actually openly admitted I used to hate exercising. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to talk about it in workshops all the time, talk about how I did it because I knew I should and because, you know, I knew that I needed to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over the last 12 months that's really changed for me and, again, because I reframed how I was looking at it you know, I turned 40 last year, I'm 41 this year. And I was like, well, I want to keep moving. I don't want to be 
in my 40s and feel like I'm actually in my 60s and not feel like I could run across the road if I needed to get out of the way of a moving car, which is probably where I was at, was like, you know, running was an interesting thought. Walking up (laughs) the hill that my practice sits on is that, you know, if I was meeting somebody for a coffee down the road, is there were times where I would drive down the road because I was worried that they would want to walk back up the hill with me and keep talking. Um, You know, that's not... That's not a good space to be in, right? So it's all about reframing. Well, why do I go to the gym? And and it's because I want to be able to do all these other things. I want to have the energy to be able to speak from stage and not be puffed. You know, by the time I run up onto stage, I don't want to be puffing into a microphone. Um, So absolutely. So that's where, you know, Looking at certain things like exercise, exercise puts stress on our body, but it's a good thing, right? But if we're actually, I was having this conversation with a client yesterday, she was telling me all about how she didn't think a particular gym was the right fit for her and all I could hear was excuse after excuse after excuse and she's saying, I'm going to try a different gym. I'm like, well, you realise you actually need to go for it to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, and it was that moment of where I think she understood it, but until she reframes why she's going, she, the likelihood of her going is slim to none. So I think it's, it's looking at, again, if you think about what I'm talking about with that exercise, it's bringing it back to your why. Why do you want to be going? Um, because then all of a sudden you move into an expansive area versus being contracted because we are so overconnected in our modern society, whether that's through our phones being con- constantly connected to our hips or more importantly probably connected to our eyes um, and being inundated with so much information is part of that information we're getting inundated with is that we are stressed. People are telling us constantly that we're stressed. Whereas, well, actually, no, we might be, we might have a lot on, we might be being productive, but at what point does it flip over to, oh no, I'm actually in overwhelm. And I think that's the component that people aren't very good at recognizing very quickly. I hope that makes sense. It does make sense. So I think I'm getting this now. And seriously, I'm not just saying this um, to make this an interesting episode, right? But this is new new to me, right? Because um, I've got a... Really? Yeah, I've got a wonderful naturopath. And um, she tells me that any kind of being busy is a stress. And even, even like a birthday party, like a good stress, something where it's like fun, but it's kind of busy, that's a stress, and, 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 but when, how you've described it, Maria is like, you know, yes, with regards to primal alternative, it's, it's the biggest kind of stress, if you like, in the world to be able to take a small, um, you know, loaf of bread to the whole of Australia and to really, you know, get together this national network of local producers and, you know, get a website and an online shop and do live events and, but, but I find that really, it's like, it's more of a, it's more challenging. It's helping me grow. It's helping me contribute it's helping me you know really show my true expression to the world and my my unique contribution and you know it's freaking amazing and I've got all the energy in the world for it but on the flip side I've been in more of a kind of negative stress if you like and there wasn't actually I didn't have a business then I was just a mum right but I was completely overwhelmed with doing the laundry and making dinner every night right and that was a horrible place. That was a really negative. I was depressed. I felt anxious. I had phobias. So is that kind of like the difference between like a good I think, stress and a bad stress? Yeah, I think you've hit it on the head there. Good stress energizes you. You know, you, you feel energy after it. Um, one of the things that always amazes me and because I, I take it for granted how much stuff I get done and I do, to be honest, because of the way that I design my week. 
So I design my week very specifically. So I actually have downtime where I can just chill out and, and rest and recover and renew each week. Um, and often people will say to me, oh, have you got much going on at the moment? I go, no, not really. And then they go, what are you doing? And I start reeling off all the things that I'm doing. And, and, they, and they go, you just said you weren't doing very much. I'm like, but I'm not. Uh, because I know that I have more time and I can be more expansive. I guess I try as much as possible, and I'm not always perfect at this, but as much as possible to stay in an expansive state where I have time to do more things that align to my why and my purpose. And so I suppose I look at, say, your example of a birthday party. Absolutely, that can be stressful, but it's fun and it's energising because you're celebrating something. So it's really then it comes down to, okay, so these things throughout every day, yes, we could define everything we do throughout a day as a stress or we could define them as things that we can start looking at, well, what are good stresses and bad stresses? And what brings me more energy and fun into my life versus what actually is um, draining and fatiguing because there's definitely things that can come into your world that are draining and fatiguing. People that are toxic are often one of those things. Mm. Um, so being really mindful about how we're spending our time so that if when we are doing things that create a stress into our body, for want of a better word, is that our bodies have the ability to adapt to it because I'm sure you've found now running your businesses, you probably feel you have more time than ever to do that versus because you, you're inspired by it, it's energising. You probably are doing work on your business at times that you would never have thought you would work before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like recording, I know this is early in the morning for you when we're recording right now, is that, (laughs) you know, before you started, before you started Primal Alternative, the thought of recording a podcast at 7.30 in the morning was probably not top of your list. No, it wasn't. I'm just guessing. But but you're right. This is such a, like, I love the way that you're saying to to reframe it. It's really just reframing it. And and I'm really having this massive Mm. aha moment, Maria, in that, like, I think. Oh, good. Yeah. This is like a good session for me. Like. I really God. feel. I I'll really send the bill later. <laughs> <laughs> Can I pay you in fruit toasts and cookies? Sure. <laughs> that was a big hit in our family, by the way. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. But I think that we, you know, you know, I started this podcast by saying we know we're all stressed, but maybe we're not. Maybe we're not all stressed. Maybe that's what the media wants us to believe because the media likes to keep us vibrating at that low level so that we're constantly buying into fear and you know buying into products and pills and stuff that kind of fix us whereas really maybe like you know like like you say I, I feel so so energized I achieve so much in my days but I also design my week like you and I love that you call it design your week instead of schedule you know like I say schedule and planning but like you know in my week too I design my week I have fortnightly massages I meditate every day I exercise every day I take a walk in nature every day and if I didn't do all of those amazing things that help me kind of like reflect and process what's going on I wouldn't be able to be this incredible (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean so yeah absolutely and I think that's the key to it is that and I'm sure you have people saying this to you too, Helen, is it, for example, I make time and I schedule in time to, although this week I've been having a few days off the gym just while I'm recovering, again, to allow my body to adapt to the stress that it's under with whatever virus is going on Makes at the moment. Um, that's, and that's and that's winning. So it's, you know, resting and recovering. But what a lot of people say is, well, how do you have time for all of that? Because mm, I make time. That's, and people go, oh, that's too easy. I go, no, seriously, I put it in my diary. So then I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's quite amazing how how simple it can be. And I think 
Um, I think you hit it on the head. I think that modern marketing is very much about fear tactics, whether that's they're saying that we're too stressed, we're too fat, we're too this, we're too that, we're too old, where, you know, it's creating this mentality of, oh, my God, I'm, I'm hopeless versus, well, actually, shit, all of our ancestors had stress in their world. Um, they coped okay. Uh, they had nice lives, etc. And how can I make my life the best life that it can possibly be? So it's a very different thought structure starting your day going, what's going to be awesome about today? And what do I want out of today versus, oh, today's going to be so stressful. It's just amazing again, how if we pre-frame our, our day, our week, what a difference it can make to what we can achieve, what sort of experience we're going to have throughout the week, Amazing what change that can make. Just even simple things like our language uh, can make in, in our day, days, weeks, years. Makes a massive, it. massive difference. Mm, I love it. Um, and as I, as I said, is that so many people, um, and, and I'm so pleased we're having this conversation and because if that's what's going on for you, who somebody who has evolved and is doing the meditation each day, nature walks, exercising, eating well, you know, going through your own health journey, if this is news to you, then I worry how many other people it's news to. And yeah. we need to keep doing what we're doing so this stuff gets out there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, like uh, I guess I sort of feel that um, I guess I'm afraid that my health um, crisis will come back, you know, because you know, we've all been there and we, all, we don't want to go back there again. And I think that stress is the one thing I think, oh, I mustn't take on too much. But, you know, but yet I know exactly what you mean with regards to, things that energize you. Like I seriously have got all the energy in the world every day to put into my business and, and follow my dreams versus stress around, like you've mentioned, toxic people or situations. And I think as you, as you grow and expand your own consciousness and work out what is um, serving you and what's not, you start to realize, okay, well, maybe I need to let go of these things that I thought I should be doing to be a good person because they're actually um, making me feel stressed. Whereas if I just focus on these other areas that energize me, then you know, you're on the right track. Is it pretty much as simple as that? Yeah, look, I believe so. And I also, my belief system is you need to live the life that you believe is right as well. I think a lot of the time is we end up in this compare game. I've been talking a lot about this recently because I'm seeing it more and more where we get caught up on what other people are doing and us and, and actually then start trying to mimic what they're doing versus, well, what sits right for me? You know, what sits right for my family and for how we want to live our life? Uh, and who really cares is my mum's old saying, and it's not her saying, I don't think she coined it, keeping up with the Joneses, <laughs> you know, is we try and keep up with freaking Facebook and it's, it's, or keep up with that person at the gym or keep up with the mum that's perfect at primary school or, you know, all of these people that we end up getting into our own heads about going, why aren't I that person? Be like me trying to compare myself to you when, you know, we live such different lives literally on the opposite side of the country. Mm -hmm. So our, our actual life circumstances are totally different. So I can't compare my life to Helen Marshall's and go, well, I want Helen's life unless I'm moving to Albany. Um, it's going to be very hard to mimic that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I think that it's really, it's really interesting is one is live your life, not the life that somebody else has told you to have. Um, often that's perhaps our parents' voice in our heads and we, we judge it from that, that far back of what we got taught as a six or seven-year-old and as 40-something-year-olds we're trying to still live that life and, and comparing it to that. Sometimes it's because we are trying to keep up with the Facebookers um, 
time and going, oh, God, they're on a holiday again. Why aren't I on a holiday again? Um, and and often that can be where we end up sort of getting led down the garden path, if you like, and it creates this unnecessary stress in our world versus just simply breaking down what goes on throughout our week and going, look, number one, is it inside my control? Is it in the sphere of my control? Can I actually, by me taking an action step, can I change this circumstance? If the answer is yes, then take the step. If the answer is no, it's actually got to do with somebody else, then said with much love, let it go. You know, if you want to channel Frozen, go for it and sing the song to yourself. Um, but it's it's one of those things where if, if it's outside of our sphere of control, there's very little any action step we take um, impact it's going to have on it. If it's something that's within our control, then take the step and make the choice and be conscious about that choice. It comes a bit like our nutrition. As I said, when we're in Kayama, most adults know what they should and shouldn't be eating, give or take. Like if they need a healing protocol and they don't have that information, different story. But day-to-day stuff, people relatively know that processed food is bad for them, whole foods is good for them, you know, even if we kept it that simple. Mm -hmm. But yet so many people still choose the processed crap. Just do it consciously and know that that's going to impact how well your body's connecting and, and how well we're functioning. Does that make sense? Not my suggestion and recommendation to do so, but at least have consciousness about it um, because, again, that just allows us to make better choices throughout our day that helps us make choices that are going to energise us versus fatigue us. Absolutely. Wow. This is just also it's also like groundbreaking and I bet complete news to some of the listeners as well, but also almost like an ancient truth that you already know. Do you know what I mean? It's like this is this is ringing true with every single cell in my body because yeah, because it totally makes sense. So if you are if you if you are somebody who enjoys a glass of wine like me and you, um, you know yes. there, was a, there was a while there. It's got to be good though, Helen. It's got to oh, be yeah. good. It's got to be good. Not no goon bags anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> I've had many a goon bag in the past. Don't we? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I actually haven't, but I've had some dodgy bottles, that's for yes, sure. Yes, uh, Porsche. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I know, try. It, it, for me, like as a health coach, I really struggled with the fact that I enjoyed a glass of wine. Sometimes I enjoyed more than a glass of wine uh, a couple of nights a week, maybe three or four nights a week. And I really struggled with that until I realized that that, that was working for me where I was at that moment in time in my, in my life. And I was choosing, you know, the best quality wine I could afford and really enjoying it consciously, you know, with a special glass and a nice kind of ritual around it and not getting drunk and it wasn't affecting my body. So then to be able to own that instead of feeling, oh, I shouldn't be having this, I, I really feel like it was maybe more the stress around what I should and shouldn't be doing. What will people think? Surely this is bad for me. I've seen the adverts on the telly about what happens when you drink wine, you know, versus let's just enjoy this consciously and, and, and it's actually worked fine. Absolutely. And look, it was really, I mean, take a classic example of the VIP dinner the night before the base camp. Great. In a a nice, nice restaurant. There was what, 18 of us, um, all, all health and wellness. Uh, advocates yeah. and it was really interesting and that's why I actually went to get a wine, glass of wine very quickly it wasn't because I was super thirsty but it was more that I just wanted to break the seal for everybody because particularly as walking in as Dr. M Queen of Stress is people were looking going okay is what are, are we allowed to drink like it's almost that mm-hmm. moment of who's gonna is there gonna be judgment at the table and no and and I was 
am blessed to know the majority of people in that on that table knowing that none of us judge each other like we're all on our own journey um or if they are that's whoever's individual that's their choice uh but it was amazing because as soon as i got up to get a glass of wine then half the table's like oh thank god you're allowed Uh, (laughs) hallelujah praise you know it was almost a, a bit of a biblical moment but it's quite funny because the way i look at it is that you know there are periods in my life last year was one of them where i went um well how many months not at the same time, but three to four months last year where I was alcohol-free and that was because my adrenals needed to heal. I was going through a healing protocol to help release weight I do not want to find again. So I don't talk about losing weight. I was getting rid of inflammation. Mm. Um, and and so there was a period of time over the year where there was probably four months where I did drank zero alcohol. Now my body is adapting okay to stress. Um, you know, do I need to be mindful of it from time to time? Absolutely. But to enjoy a glass of wine or some chocolate or some sweets every once in a while, to me that's part of living. So I've been through periods where I was very strict paleo for about 12 months. This is quite a few years ago now. And what I found was I became socially disengaged. Mm. because it became an issue of, well, whose house can I go to for dinner? People stopped inviting us certain places because it's like, oh, God, what are we going to feed them or are they going to be fussy or, you know, I knew it was getting, I love going to my big brother's house, for example, because he goes, God, what are you eating this week? (laughs) Um, You know, because they're very mindful of, of being respectful of what it is or isn't that we're eating. But it's you sort of go, wow, okay, so this is actually becoming stressful to engage us socially. And it's, it sort of was a real, real, again, an interesting spin on that. As I said, there's times when you need to heal and repair and you need to reel it in is how I describe it. And, and you need to go perhaps through periods of being really disciplined about what it is that you are and aren't eating. And it kind of gives you a reset, but you don't want to swing to the pendulum the whole other way where you become very loose with it all. But if you're somewhere in the middle and you know, you start to be able to recognize, well, look, I'm things are getting a little bit too far left or right of that pendulum, you can bring it back to a a happy centre position. I hope that makes sense Um, because I think it's really important for a balanced lifestyle is that there are times to understand where it's okay to be a bit relaxed. It's okay to understand and, as you said, consciously enjoy a glass of wine as long as that's not detrimental to your system and most people know if it is or it isn't. To give you and to give you an example, there's certain wines and it's, it's the preservative in it. I literally know I can take a smell of the wine, and I will know it will set off my sinuses for days. So mm. even if I've been gifted that glass of wine, I'll, I'll gracefully either shift it to my partner and make her drink it, mm. or I will I will just politely decline it because it's not worth being sick for the next day. Um, whereas if it's a nice glass of wine that I know it's passed the sinus test is that I enjoy it wholeheartedly. And I, and I consciously know that it's, it's part of a, a and the experience that I'm having, whether that's with a beautiful meal, with great company, or whether it's enjoying a glass of wine with my, my partner, is it's, it's something that we enjoy to do. So as long as it's not becoming detrimental to our health, then I see that as being something that's a happy part of life, not as something that I beat myself up about. Mm. And I think that's something that people do far too often now is they beat themselves up about what it is that they're doing versus just, I suppose, being a bit more pragmatic about it and being able to say, well, was that good for me or bad for me? You know, if I occasionally, a couple of times a year, we, uh, you know, I'm craving a pizza, for example, that is glutinous, a glutinous dairy-fueled pizza. (gasps) I know. Can you believe it? Um, I know, right? I used to have that reaction too. But then what I'll do is more often than not, you have the I have the pizza a couple of times a year. I enjoy it as I'm eating it and about 10 minutes later I go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. My tummy's sore. But 
you know, now I've flipped to the point where if you're going to have it, you're going to know you're going to have a sore tummy. Is it mm. worth it? Mm. And if, if my brain's still saying, yep, absolutely worth it, then I enjoy it and I deal with a sore tummy afterwards. I don't beat myself up for days after going, shouldn't have had the pizza, shouldn't have had the pizza, shouldn't have had yeah. the pizza. Yeah. Um, because, again, what, what purpose does that serve? I don't think it serves any purpose um, to, to beat ourselves up about it. Be pragmatic, be realistic about it and going, well, I made the choice to have the pizza. It was a conscious choice. Um, was it, why did I do that? Was it, you know, as long as for me, as long as it's not an emotionally driven choice, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like as long as I'm not soaking myself in pizza or ice cream because I'm having a bad day because I don't think that's the best way to deal with it. If it's because, well, you know what? No, I just genuinely actually miss having a good pizza and I want to eat a pizza. Mm-hmm. Or I've been out, invited out with friends who that's what they're having and, and I want to be a part of that that Mm. evening and I'm okay with that yeah love it love it so really just kind of to recap it's all about really getting clear on your why as a person and what kind of Mm. life you want to have um and then really just becoming uh listening to your body becoming more intuitive as to what your body is telling you really feeling into how you uniquely react to certain things and people and your job. And really you can look at all the different areas of your life and just really examine, is this, am I, am I feeling as good as I want to feel in this area? And if not, then to, you know, take a step back, make some choices and make changes. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's that simple. And to look at it kind of like with a, with a big long, this is the rest of your life work in progress. There is no failure, only feedback kind of like yeah, no pressure attitudes. Absolutely. And I think that in itself and, and taking the pressure off to be perfect often is the first starting point for people, particularly when they've gone through various health journeys. And, and most of us that have gone through uh, significant health journeys have had to reel it in significantly at some point in, mm. in various aspects of our life. And so then I think something you touched on earlier was it becomes fearful of, well, what if I step out of this zone? You know, do I have to stay so controlled forever? Well, I guess that becomes a bit of trial and error a little bit. Unless you've got a significant allergy, please don't take that out of context. Mm-hmm. But it be, for me, it becomes something that, that is a bit trial and error. And you learn and, you, as you said, you get feedback from how your body's responded. A classic example, last Friday I was at a business awards lunch that I was one of the judges on one of the categories and we got gifted this basket of goodies. And we came, I bought it home and we, we tucked into it that afternoon. The next day I was in the worst mood. I actually was almost, I felt overwhelmed. I felt a bit anxious. I was like, what is going on? Like I was in some really odd old head spaces. And then I thought about what I'd eaten the day before. I went, ah, that's why. That's really so interesting. What was in that food? Um, I'm not sure if I want to go through the list, Helen. I'm not sure I'm ready to be that <laughs> transparent. I'm just kidding. Um, well, look, there was chocolate. There was, it was like a hamper. It was like a food hamper. So there was like chocolate popcorn. There was crackers. There was cheese. There was nuts that were like doused in God knows what. Um, it was a beautiful hamper. Um, and we kind of created this platter of, of decadence, if Yum-ness. you like. Mm. Um, and so whilst it was enjoyable while we were sitting at home enjoying that, watching, watching a, a TV, a Netflix series actually that we were trying to finish, um, is that it was the That's next heaven. day. Yeah, it was heaven in that <laughs> moment. But it was really interesting reflecting on it the next day going, why am I in such an odd headspace? Like it was, as I said, it was like old, an old voice was back in my head and I was like, okay, what did I do yesterday? I didn't eat very, very well yesterday. 
hmm, that's an interesting connection. Um, and so tidied up what I was eating for the next couple of days, feel back, back on track. Normal. You know, it's back so on track. And I think it, it's so interesting when you, when, you, when you become that observer of yourself and, you know, um, start looking at all those other things like you do with such awareness, that's when you, that's when you can really start to fine-tune um, different aspects of your life to really lift it up to that extraordinary level that we're all, it's our birthright to have these incredible, extraordinary abundant joyful lives right and it's so interesting absolutely because when I was um over east in um Kayama and we got to meet um oh, such a good time um and I was away I was at, uh, away from home for six nights right which was the longest time I've ever been away right from my little family for, for a business trip right normally it's just a couple of nights up to Perth or whatever and um and so Mike and I do a batch of cookies together every week so I measured all out he rolls it out it's a bit of a team effort but Cookies, like Mike was working, managing the kids, everything. Cookies fell by the wayside. He's working on a reno of a house next to a bakery in town, right? And so, yeah. and so every day he's been getting a donut. Uh, and it's a Vietnamese bakery. So, you know, sometimes he'll be getting like a bit of an um, Asian meal or yep. sausage rolls. You know what the kind of thing they sell in these places. And then yeah, yeah. Just, just last weekend he was like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. He was glum. That was the only way to describe yep. it. Glum. He's like, I don't know what it is. I feel like I need something else in my life. I just feel really dissatisfied in every single area, even though normally he's like, I love our life. I love it. It's brilliant. I love my job. I love you. We've got everything cranking how we want it. I was like getting really worried thinking, holy moly, is he having some kind of midlife crisis? And then when we... We, we kind of co- carried on talking. I was kind of coaching him in the spa over the weekend. Like, what is it, babe? What is it? And then when we realized we've made the Vietnamese bakery link, I was like, and then he started to get um, joint pain as well. And yeah, things started happening. And so I said to him, you know what, let's just, just ditch the donuts for a week and see how you feel. And what is it today? It's Wednesday. So he didn't have any from Friday and he's already back on track. But to be able to, to take... You know what I mean? To have that analysis and that awareness around, right, what's going on? Whereas he could have just gone down this whole track of, my life is in ruins, I need something more. You know. You Absolutely. And the sad, the thing that I find really sad and, and, and devastating, I don't think it's overstating it, is so many people don't have that awareness. And, you know, they, they end up on paths that they get into such overwhelm that more chronic illnesses actually start. And so... Not suggesting just by changing food, you can change all of that, but it's a damn good place to start. Making sure your brain and body are connected neurologically, which is what I help people with my hands-on work, um, is all about. Like there's, there's steps we can take to make sure that we're functioning and adapting as best as possible because if we don't have that connection, is it's very hard to be self-aware. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense because if you've been stuck in processed um, bakery land uh, for a long time and that's sort of breakfast, lunch and dinner, which for a lot of people it is, mm. is that your body is almost so overwhelmed with stressors that you can't adapt to it. You can't even recognise it. So it's starting to make simple changes and making sure things are connected in the right way that then self-awareness uh, can be abundant and then you can start making some really awesome change. Wow, what an episode. Maria, it's been an absolute joy to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Now, I know oh, you're that... You're so welcome. I know that um, you're a chiropractor in clinic, but how, like, if we don't live in Shell Harbour, is that where you are? Or is it Shell <laughs> That is where I am. Shell Harbour. Getting so good with my bigger geography now. 
But if we don't live there, how can we hang out with you? How can we work with you? How can we get more Dr. M? Absolutely. Well, the best place to go is to go to thequeenofstress.com, which is my Queen Queen of Stress website. Um, check out the podcast. All the links are there for Be the Queen of Your Stress. We've got some online, I've got an online program there that people can jump on board with and there's some other of my workshops that people can, can download. Uh, and that's part of the, I suppose, to answer the question that you initially asked me is why the Queen of Stress is that what I was finding with my message is I run a lot of live events in Shell Harbour, but I realised that geography was whole back how far reaching it could be and one of my whys is to create a ripple effect of health and happiness globally so me just doing local events wasn't quite cutting that hence the podcast started and hence the queen of stress movement started as well so that website's the best spot to uh to start um or they can go to drmaria.com.au which has all my different projects and hats on there um and then then they can link up through through there as well Awesome. Well, get on to it, people. And all of the links uh, will be in the show notes too. Um, so you can connect more and get more Dr. M in your life. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome, Helen. Always a pleasure. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. The only lesson is ever going to be your learning. That's it. As long as you're learning, that's your lesson. When you stand in front of the mirror, the talk, the things that go on between these ears in the morning can also be what sets you up for a day. And if you've beaten yourself up for not being the most extraordinary person that you can be, then start now. We make it hard for ourselves. We make things difficult for ourselves because we go and apply a whole bunch of stories and a whole bunch of drama and a whole bunch of I'm not good enough to the things that occur in our lives. Wake the heck up. Today is a new day. And here's where it can change. Kim Morrison and Karen Smith feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.